Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Lowe. In April, Sophie Burks made the second team academic All-American women's golf team for Conference USA. This is the second straight year she has achieved CUSA all-academic status. In addition to making the Dean's List every semester, the Montgomery, Alabama native finished the fall with a 54-hole stroke average of 74.2 through 15 rounds. At the USA Intercollegiate Golf Tournament at the start of the 2021-22 season, she posted a 54-hole score of 205, 11 under par, which is a program record. We'll talk to Sophie Burks after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. The art of teaching comes alive in the classroom, and MTSU education students get a front row seat. That's thanks to mentors from partner districts Murfreesboro City Schools and Rutherford County Schools. To honor and recognize the work of these educators, a committee of College of Education faculty coordinated with education students to surprise four of them with a Mentor Teacher of Excellence Award, just in time for Teacher Appreciation Week at the start of May. From Murfreesboro City Schools, Ashley Barnes at Hobgood Elementary won the Elementary Award, and Lori Chu from Salem Elementary won the Special Education Award. From Rutherford County Schools, David Bonilla at Whitworth Buchanan Middle won the Middle School Award, and Brooke Singleton from Rock Springs Elementary in Laverne won the Early Childhood Award. And the annual Prescription Drug Take-Back Day was staged April 26th outside the Health, Wellness, and Recreation Center on the east side of campus. The annual event to collect outdated, unused, and unneeded meds is a partnership between MTSU Campus Pharmacy and University Police, and it's open to the campus and local community. In all, nearly 90 pounds were collected during the five-and-a-half-hour event. This included four pounds of controlled drugs, 37 pounds of over-the-counter items, and 46 pounds of prescription medications. The National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day aims to provide a safe, secure, and environmentally responsible means of disposing of prescription drugs while also educating the public about the potential for abuse and trafficking of medications. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Sophie, welcome to MTSU on the record and thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. What does being on the all-academic team mean to you? Um, It's a great achievement. Um, as a student athlete, we're here to play golf and also be a successful student. So um, it's a pretty big award to be able to balance both of those and generally be successful in both of them. I think a lot of students would like to know how you managed a high GPA and athletic excellence in terms of time management. How were you able to do that? Time management, it's the biggest thing that we learn. You quickly learn when you come in as a freshman that it's important to be able to balance all aspects of it. And with being an athlete, we have awesome resources in the enhancement center. You know, we're given the opportunity to meet with tutors and study hall and they set aside areas to help us succeed in the classroom and not only, you know, on the playing field, um, which is a, a great opportunity and that I was able to take advantage of to help maintain that high class average. So what is your, your academic status right now, your major and what you want to do after you've completed the courses you're taking at this time? 
Right. So I graduated in May of 2021 in exercise science with some additional science credits um, and future holds of applying to nursing school. And so due to COVID, I was given this extra year of eligibility. And so I took it um, to finish a few more prerequisites in the science areas that I needed to then pursue my nursing application, which I have just submitted. I'm actually moving back closer to home. Um, I've applied to UAB and Sanford in Birmingham. What attracted you to this uh, particular field, the exercise science, and then with an aspiration to take that into nursing? Nursing is kind of always what I've wanted to do. You know, I've done a lot of shadowing, you know, in the hospitals around surgery, and it's just what I, I love. It's, I feel like it's my need to call to help people in that way. Playing golf and nursing school was really hard to try and balance. Um, and both of them when I first started. So I was able to finish an exercise science, which helped me get those prereqs in order to have my nursing application ready when I got done with school. So on the basis of what you've learned so far as a result of your major, uh, are you able to sort of diagnose yourself when something goes wrong with your golf game uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you pull a muscle or something goes wrong with your knee? I mean, do you sort of know immediately what the status is? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has helped, you know, with a lot of anatomy classes and understanding the way of fitness and the way the body works. You know, I may not be able to diagnose myself very well, but when I am with something that like, I do understand it or, you know, it makes sense. It's not a foreign language since it is kind of what I had studied. Have you had uh, any uh, substantial injuries as a golfer? Not necessarily. I mean, we've all kind of struggled with some back injuries just as much you know, as we put on our backs, um, playing golf and with workouts, none of it has been able, you know, to make me stop playing for an extended period of time, which has been very thankful for. Those of us who have had uh, back problems, especially lower back problems, the most difficult thing with those of us who have sedentary lifestyles is keeping that lower back supple, you know, and if you don't keep it supple as a golfer, that is really going to make your swing problematic. You're going to have a lot of uh, balls going into the woods, into the water, into the, <laughs> into the bunker. Right. Uh, like, how do you uh, maintain that? When you kind of reach that pain or something, it's just something that you become conscious about more often in your daily movement. You know, if sitting in certain chairs causes irritation or whatever, you know, need to know that or, you know, try and avoid those. You know, we also have the great opportunity of being able to get treatment um, with our athletic trainers and stuff. And so that's a big help that we're able to use those resources when there is something that's pretty problematic for us. It's just, I guess, something we kind of all deal with in a certain way or manner. But you think you start to think about it a little bit differently once it's there. I, I think some folks don't look at golf as a terribly athletic endeavor. Of course, they're not thinking about the fact that you're walking an 18-hole course, not right. just playing an 18-hole course, and you're also dealing with the uh, competitive stress level if you're in a tournament situation. So do you have any advice for insofar as exercises are concerned for weekend duffers to help themselves stay in shape? Because some of them are probably just doing nine holes and saying, I've had it, I'm going to the clubhouse and have a scotch. Right. Yeah. I mean, and for us, majority of our tournaments these days have gone to 36, 18 holes. So we're walking 36 hole that 36 holes in the first day, um, which are very 
long and strenuous and exhausting days. But I mean, I guess just the biggest part of it is us for like cardio, you know, because you're just walking miles and miles and miles for that day around the same golf course. And like you said, on top of the stress that the golf game brings in itself to balance along with it. But it's just kind of something, you know, we've all kind of got acclimated to the 36 whole days. It's really more than anything. I mean, physically, it's exhausting, but also mentally, we have to just conquer it first and physically will follow. We'll take a break right here. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking with Sophie Burks, who has made the second team academic All-American Women's Golf Team for Conference USA. She has taken a few courses in the spring semester to help her complete her requirements and uh, has also applied to some uh, nursing schools at uh, other universities. What would you say is the, the biggest difference between the college game and the pro game? Are there any substantial rules differences? Rules difference, I wouldn't say so. You know, they would play the same golf course the same way we would play it. Um, but we all just, you know, after playing at the collegiate level, there's a pretty big leap from the collegiate level to the professional level um, on the abil- skills and ability wise um, that we can all have, you know, our great rounds, but we also at this level still struggle like with those rounds that are like head scratcher kind of like what just happened. Um, and so that's really kind of like our biggest appreciation we take away from the professionals is their consistency is, is quite incredible and how well they can play at such a long level for an extended period of time. I guess at your age, you don't have to worry about getting the yips, right? I mean, that's more something for people on the seniors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would think, but we've all, we've all struggled with our own, shares of certain problems where we we had to overcome some pretty tough mental stands but yeah it's the professional levels it's it feels like from the level I'm at now you know to think if I went professionally it's still a pretty big um, leap. What would you say about the quality of the courses that you've played as a collegiate? Oh we've played some fantastic golf courses and that's been a another fun aspect of it is you know I've gotten to travel to places that I wouldn't have if it weren't for golf, um, like here, even in Tennessee, our home course, it's an immaculate golf course that we get to play on a weekly basis, um, which has truly helped us all get better as golfers. The tournaments we do get to travel to are usually golf courses that are in pristine condition. And that's always been um, really fun to get to experience that too. One thing when I watch the game on television is I marvel at the ability of the golfers to read the green. And uh, they have to make a putt 
the ability to read which way the ball is going to go based on looking at the grass and knowing that just one straight shot is not usually going to be it. It's going to right. curve this way or that way. What's the key to reading the green properly? Well, that can get pretty technical pretty fast. Um, you know, it is like when you do walk up there and you kind of get on the grounds level, you can see a little bit of the undulation in the ground, but we also get to play with these yardage books and that all have been analyzed to the green. So like we can open this book and it has hundreds of little arrows and little numbers, you know, and how fast it would be, whether it's a lot or a less. Um, so we get to play with those at every golf course we have at, which helps us, you know, read the greens, but also you got to take it all with a little bit of perspective. Like sometimes too much information is not good. You know, you need to go with what your eyes tell you because it's what you see, what you trust. And then, you know, we can look in the book and kind of like reaffirm ourselves or, you know, maybe we didn't see it right, but you can get, we have those books that tell us statistically and grass that can get pretty crazy, which we all have, which helps us make one or two more putts than we probably would have made without it. How do you adjust for weather conditions, wind and cold and heat when you're playing in a tournament? Those are all factors that have an effect on the golf ball, the golf swing, um, you know, in the cold, the ball doesn't go as far. It's just kind of how it is. So, you know, you got to think about that, you know, and the wind, you know, the wind can be pretty hard because it's a little bit like guessing, you know, whether it's a one club difference or a two club difference, you know, it's just kind of one of those things you got to, you just got to figure out, you know, and then once you kind of do, you can understand it a little better, you know, when it's hot, the ball does go further in altitude, the ball goes further, just, they're all factors that you have to take into consideration when you travel to certain places and it does change the way the golf ball flies and the way you swing for sure. Have you ever had uh, a uh, lightning delay where you were told to get off the course when it started lightning and thundering? Yeah, we've had a handful of weather delays is what you would call them. Um, majority of the time, the rules officials have done extend, you know, but before it started, it looked like it was going to rain or have severe weather. They're not going to send us out there to make us come right back in. You know, they take our safety um, as their number one priority, but really not as much lightning if it's just raining the problem we run into is like standing water on the greens you know unplayable conditions really more than it would be severe weather um if we were still out there or they have to come out and squeegee the course right mm -hmm. they start puddling and then you kind of we just have to wait it out for it to either stop raining for a little bit or see what the next best decision is but no alligators like what they had at the zurich classic down in louisiana we have not run across you know we play a little bit in florida you know and you may see him out in the middle of the water or something, but nothing, nothing like those guys get to see. Were you always an athletically inclined person as a kid? I, I was. Um, I actually didn't pick up golf until my freshman year of high school. I grew up playing softball, basketball. I played some volleyballs. I pretty much had done all of them at some point in a long time, it feels like. But golf just kind of stuck and I guess worked out for me. Why did golf capture ima your imagination over and above the other sports? I guess because it was a little bit on the independent side. My own destiny was kind of held in my own hands. You know, if you wanted to work harder at it, you'll get better at it. You know, it's at your your own pace. And so that was kind of eye-catching. But then just also, I just I just kind of caught on quickly. And so, you know, it's like a little bit of good. You know, you just want to keep going for it. And so that's where it just kind of took off from there. You like the individual competition as opposed to some sort of team format or match play format? You know, the individual side of it, it is, it's fun because the harder you work at it, the harder you do get the rewards for it and stuff. But it is hard to replace a team aspect. 
it's fun being part of a team. It's fun sharing victories. And so it's got, you know, it's a little bit of balance, you know, it's not like a softball team where you're spending time with 25 other girls, you know, there's only eight of us, you know, we do kind of become like a family more than a team because we're spending all day together while we're all working on ourselves. We're also working together to try and make the whole team as a group better. How how much practice time do you all have to put in? We're allotted, I think it's like 20 hours a week of like team practice. Um, But then it all comes back, you know, to the, the individual thing, you know, you may practice for three hours a day, but you might need that fourth hour to help, you know, focus on that area of your game that you need to work on. So there's not really a specific number, you know, it's all, we're all based on ourselves. You know, if you're struggling, then maybe need to practice a little longer. I guess it just kind of depends. Are, are you one of these first to show up for practice and the last to leave kind of people? I, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be late to practice. That's for sure. But um, I've had my share of staying afterwards, you know, trying to figure something out. Um, but I've also had my fair share where I was ready to get on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned at the college level that has helped you improve your game from when you first started playing golf? Um, I think the biggest thing that we would all say immediately makes a difference in your game when you start to understand it and think about it is course management. Um, you know, we all get up there and hit the ball, but in your course management, you're always trying to think about, okay, well, where's the next shot going to be from before you even hit that one? Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's the smarter, safer play, um, you know, to try and minimize damage in a way you know um so I guess course management is what we've all would say especially for me you know my consistency at scores my better scoring comes from course management thinking about it before you're actually hitting the ball rather than just hitting it and go finding it and figuring it out from there so in in a sense there there is a sense in which even though you have a coach obviously you are your own coach on one level of thinking because the football coach is having to think about the next play and the next play and the next play long before his players actually think about it. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, we play our practice rounds, you know, as a team together, um, which is good. So we can all, you know, talk through some certain situations or if there are some holes out there that will raise question or be troubling um, that we can all talk about those and coaches generally there on the holes that are going to be more challenging. You need a little more strategy to them while we're out there playing. She's generally there on those holes, but yeah, we are majority of the holes you're out there by yourself and the other two girls you're playing with walking 18 holes. And so you do have to think, you know, where do I need the next shot to be from um, rather than where you want this one to go in a sense. Did you just, fall in love with the game itself or is there any particular golfer or golfers that you would consider sort of role models? I guess I just kind of fell in love with the game. Um, neither of my parents play any golf. And so it was just kind of strange, you know, that it did just kind of take off um, from where I started. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't recall growing up watching golf really, or, you know, my dad always playing. Um, it just, kind of happened, I guess. The college game doesn't get a lot of national uh, publicity. I mean, maybe some golf fans know that, you know, Tiger Woods went to Stanford, but not everybody who joins the pro tour 
took up the game in college. So right. you don't really hear a lot or, or you see a lot even on ESPN about college golf. You don't. Um, yeah, you know, we're not like some other sports where you, you know, can't go professionally straight out the gate or something like that. I mean, you can go professional whenever you want. Um, so it's definitely where it's different. We'll take another break here and we'll return. This is MTSU on the record. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. We're talking with Sophie Burks, who has been a member of the MTSU women's golf team, and uh, she has made the second team academic All-American women's team for the second straight year in a row, Conference USA. You're also a member of a couple of honor societies, Phi Kappa Phi and Chi Alpha Sigma. What does it mean to you to belong to those organizations? Um, it's just another, you know, great reward. Um, that can, you know, show off hard work. Um, you know, I have had the privilege of being in both of those when I graduated. Um, you know, they help just, I guess, in a sense, boost, you know, your resume, um, you know, from the hard work that you did do over the past four years to get your degree. Um, so it's been, that's been a very exciting deal as well. Yeah. There's so many people that assume that it's impossible for athletes to be intellectual. Now, it's several people have put the lie to this, like, you know, Bill Bradley of the New York Knicks graduated from Princeton. He was a Rhodes Scholar and an NBA All-Star. But uh, what do you think about the dumb jock stereotype that, you know, if you're adept at athletics, you can't possibly have anything going on up here and vice versa? Yeah. Um, I mean... There definitely has to be some thinking going on in the sports world to play at the collegiate level. Um, you know, you know, in high school or something, you know, just maybe some people doing it just to, you know, play a sport or something else to do. But I would say at the collegiate level, there definitely has to be more thinking involved in it. And so there is the smarts part of it in every sport. Is the kind of nurse that you aspire to become someone who is going to put her athletic training in use uh, toward people who are active in sports, or is not that not your your thinking in terms of the kind of nurse you want to be? Um, really, I guess the two routes that I would go down are either like trauma, um, you know, which I do, you know, could have an aspect of the athletic side of it is something new all the time, and you're up and you're going and you don't know what's coming next um but also just like a surgical nurse yeah I don't I don't really know how my athletic ability could help me there but hopefully it will the nurses uh have come under a lot of uh, pressure I mean they we 
need more nurses, but since right. the COVID pandemic, they've come under so much stress, there's been a great deal of, of burnout in the profession. Are you at all concerned about that? I mean, it's obviously very concerning, you know, that there is such a demand for them um, and there aren't enough hands in the field. Um, but it's also, you know, kind of exciting for me at this point because, you know, hopefully I do get in and I am able to start the career path that I've kind of always wanted to start, um, that there may be a couple more job opportunities for me than what there would be if there, you know, wasn't a need for them. Um, but no, it is, it is kind of sad, you know, that there is such a high demand for them right now. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of them are burning out because of the demand that they have to be under. How are you going to keep up your golf game if you become a nurse? If you work a 12-hour shift, where are you going to find time to get to play golf anymore? Right. Uh, it definitely, it'll have to fit in there somewhere. I guess I'll just become the, the weekend recreational golfer, I guess, but only in the good weather. I've done my fair share of playing in bad weather. <laughs> so, so golf is still going to be a lifelong thing for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's a, a great thing, you know, doesn't really matter what level you play at. I think it's an awesome opportunity to just, you know, enjoy weekends, you know, fellowship with others, you know, and, and you can play at any level, you know, you can play with some really good golfers. You can play with some not good golfers, but really it just is about, you know, enjoying the time outside and being together, which is, you know, what I'm excited to cherish for the next couple of years. And you don't necessarily have to play on the country club courses. There are some good public courses, too. I mean, I I essentially grew up playing on a public golf course, um, you know, so there's nothing wrong with a lot of good public golf courses out there. It's how I met a lot of the people I play golf with now, you know, is from a golf courses. Um, so you can definitely play in a range of any kind of places. So you don't aspire to join the LPGA? I do not. Um, no, you know, it, it, it was tossed around a little bit, but I think after five years, um, I've, I've done my share and I've chased the ball around enough that I'm, I'm ready to pursue my next career. It's a lot of traveling and a lot of pressure. It is. And it's, uh, it's definitely not cheap for us on the, you know, the women's end or even the men's end. It's, it can be pretty demanding, you know, keeping up with all that for a pretty long period of time trying to make it. We wish you well in all your future endeavors. And thank you for being our guest on MTSU on the record. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for having me today. We'll be right back. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Stephanie Barrett has the middle moment. 
MTSU graduate piano student Christine Welchel recently found the keys to pursuing two lifelong dreams of becoming a Jeopardy! champion and returning to school for music and shared why she chose MTSU's School of Music. MTSU has such a great piano department. The professors are excellent and it was such a great opportunity to be in a, a place that would work with me where I could go in as you know, someone in my mid-40s, I haven't been in school or taken lessons in 20 years, and they're willing to work with me where I am. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.